0: That brought you the smash hit podcasts, your life, the mixtape and headliners comes your life, the mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. You are now listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest in entertainment worldwide. Now here's your host, Greg Howard Jr.
1: His song "Liar" is out right this very second for your listening pleasure. Please welcome from Pigeon Club, Mr. Wayne Whitaker. Hello, sir.
2: Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So tell us tell us about "Liar."
2: Well, uh, "Liar" is a uh, it's a hard song to uh be so excited about. It was. as i was writing it i i kind of knew it was going to be a vulnerable three minutes but uh you know it's been the reception has been great it's i am quite proud of the work i did with john wood and amy wood who are both producing this record with me and um yeah it's been up for a few weeks now and 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 i I like it a lot
1: (laughs) so tell me on on a scale of one to ten how excited about life are you
2: right now life um I don't know, like a seven, you know. I I think I'm um for better or for worse, I'm I'm always an optimist. So I don't know, life is a little, it's it's been an insane year, or I guess maybe half a decade at this point. But no, it's it I feel okay. I feel pretty excited.
1: That's like a solid number. I like yeah. it. Yeah. What would you say has been your career highlight thus
2: far um well it's funny i have like two versions of the same career there's the 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 pigeon club thing is is kind of my personal musical outlet but i feel like my main career is as, as a sideman and as like a bass player for other artists so this last year i got to play a few shows with dawes which was uh really great and and i love those guys and that music was uh really fun to learn and to play with them For Pigeon Club on the first record, um, I was able to to have Pete Thomas play drums on a song, and he was in Elvis Costello and the Attractions, and they're such a huge influence. And I kind of wrote the song with him in mind, and then through like a mutual friend was able to have hooked that up, and it was very surreal to have him be playing on one of my songs. That's awesome.
1: So we're kind of we're we're in this landscape where it feels like that. Anybody with an internet connection can put out music. What do you feel sets Pigeon Club apart from everybody else?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, you're right. That is kind of all it takes. And there are a lot of uh, white guys with acoustic guitars. So (laughs) it's a saturated market. I think that there's a, I, I would hope that there's a certain authenticity or vulnerability that I, um, I I put out there that is maybe unique, you know, I, I try to not, um, I know this is a thing a lot of people say, but I try not to create my music for anybody other than myself and my friends who I'm recording it with, because I think that that's the best barometer for whether or not something is good. What would you say
1: are your most favorite and least favorite parts of starting a new project?
2: um the music part is always the best part when you're writing and and showing a song to people and then coming up with ideas and arrangements and recording and that's always so exciting and then releasing music is always the worst part of making music <laughs> because it either it comes out and and it doesn't get a reception that you thought it would or it's just like a nerve-wracking process in general uh yeah i it I wish that it wasn't the case, but I think that, yeah, releasing music is the worst part of making it. Yes.
1: <laughs> what is the best career advice that you've ever gotten?
2: Um, I don't know about, I don't know if I've ever gotten some advice that's like really changed my um, approach to anything. The uh, The thing I come back to the most was something that, chuck rainey said who's this legendary session bass player and he kind of said if you can if you're really committed to it and and you can play then the universe will take care of you and that's kind of a mantra that i have to continuously remind myself of i like that
1: damn that's really good and you can apply that to like anything
2: yeah it's true and and i and i i mean i hope we'll see but i hope that there's truth to that
1: Who's the Who's the dream collaboration for you?
2: Um, a lot of the time when I write songs, uh, when I started writing songs, I I was writing with other people who were singing them, and it wasn't it was easier for me to not picture my own voice. And now I still kind of use that trick, but I think the person whose voice I I use in my head the most is Amy Mann. So I think nice. it would be great to to actually that would be amazing she's one of my favorites and i owe a lot to her songwriting
1: i love her and i feel like she's i feel like she's so underrated
2: oh yeah yeah and i mean she's had such a sustained career that uh and everything she makes is is amazing that last record that she put out well not the last one the second to last the mental illness record was such a huge one for me um yeah, and I, it's true. I, I, if I come up with a title or a chorus, I try to think about how she would approach the, you know, the lyrics or or for a melody idea. Nice. Yes. Do you have a favorite time of day? Um, I'm not a morning person, so we can rule that one out. I think I feel most creative and like energized around now. It's it's noon in L.A., so around like early afternoon but i also there's something magic about late at night too when you kind of feel like you're the only person awake <laughs> on the planet when there's yeah and it could be like isolating but there's that's also when i get a lot of good cool stuff done too
1: there's and i forget i had a had a guest who who described it best and i forget who it was but she said that um her answer to this question was later at night and she said there's a magic in the stillness and I was yeah. like, that's heavy.
2: Yeah, it's definitely true. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny, back in the pandemic era, I would be up really late because there was no reason not to be. <laughs> and sometimes it would get really isolating. And um, it was the only time I would turn on like network TV and just see what else was going on. And there was something knowing that like there are millions of people watching the same thing as you. It gave you a sense of of feeling not so alone in those hours. But if you want to be alone, that's a great time to to feel it. Yeah.
1: What are the three things that you
2: cannot live without? Um. Well, two of them. The first two that came to mind are essential to any human life. <laughs> so it's kind <laughs> of a cop out. But I really do love sleep. And, uh, and I also really love water. So I'm going to say those two. And then I'm also... I'm originally from Boston and I'm a um, fanatical Boston Bruins hockey fan. So I think water, sleep and hockey is what I would say. I like that. If you
1: could go back in time to, to the minute that you decided that, you know, you were going to give this music thing a try and knowing everything that you know now, would you do anything differently?
2: I don't know. I mean I, there are a few things that I could point to and say I wonder if I should have done that, but I also don't like to spend too much time thinking like that because it uh, you're on the pace you're on for a reason and anything that's meant to come at you will be on that path and so I don't know. There's you know, I moved out to LA a little late. I was it was like right after my 30th birthday and so there's part of me that wonders if I did that sooner, if I would feel if things would be better or different, but I also don't think I would have been ready. I think it happened when it was supposed to happen. So uh, with that, I, I mean, that's not to say that my path has been perfect or that I made all the right choices, but I don't, I don't think I would change anything. I think it's, it's supposed to be happening this way. Nice. What do you think is the weirdest word in the English language? I was thinking about this one and the, and I was trying to, think of something that would be clever or, but the only word that really kept kind of popping my head was, isn't weird in and of itself, but it's a weird English word in the context of American culture. And that's success because we it's, it's usually only thought of in like monetary ways, but I think there's so many different ways to be successful, especially in music or art. And, uh, and I get hung up on that all the time about what success means. And then when you really like, if you are able to redefine it for yourself, you would feel a lot better than if we just think about the publicly accepted definition of it.
1: That is a fantastic answer. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. What, what is the thing that's at the top of your professional bucket list?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, again, it's, it's weird living with these kind of two, the parallel career tracks. I feel like I'm, I'm more, um, I'm further along, or I guess I'm more committed to the, the sideman supportive musician role. So there's obviously like venues that I would like to play that there's, there's a better chance that I would play them in somebody else's band than with pigeon club, you know? And so, being from boston i think of like the orpheum theater there where i saw some great shows and i'd say that i'm much closer to playing that with another band than pigeon club <laughs> would be um but yeah Buck, i don't know uh there's i don't know why but the, the benchmark of or the the watermark of um snl is always just like one of those shows that you kind of always wanted to you grew up watching and wanted to be a musical guest on so I guess I'll say that, but I don't have—I don't really have like bucket list items. I like that.
1: Uh, the you were you were the first person to say S N L really as one mm-hmm. of the one of the things. So that's <laughs> hey,
2: <laughs> I guess that's worth something. Yeah.
1: Is there an artist whose career
2: path inspires you? Um, I don't know, but career path so much as like. I think somebody like Neil Young who has been, I mean, it's a different era and coming back to that word success and what that means. I mean, he was famous from when he was like 24 or something, but what what inspires me about him is that he's in his seventies now and has never really compromised from whatever he wants to do. And, uh, and and puts it out kind of warts and all and it's just like no nah, i felt like doing that you know and even with his his neil young archive like everything's up there and and i remember reading an interview where he was just like a lot of it's shit but who cares like it's what i was i don't know if i'm supposed to swear on here but yeah like, a lot, yeah <laughs> but who cares like that's what i was feeling at that point in my life and i really think that that's a really liberating way to live artistically so i would say neil young is probably the biggest uh, inspiration for that so other than your own music, who are you listening to right now? Uh I've been obsessed with this record that the band Nowhere put out, uh Nowhere Forever. They put it out in the summer, I think, and then they it was back on streaming in the fall. And they're like I mean it's it's jazz it's it's jazz uh influence but it sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog in a funk band and it's uh it's insane. It's not. It sounds nothing like the music I make, but I, I really love it. it. The album's called Nowhere Forever. It's Louis Cole and Genevieve Ortati, and, uh and they have a killer cast of musicians on it, and it's just been on repeat for months now. I'm going to check that out. That sounds yeah. cool. What's a book that you
1: feel like everybody needs to read?
2: Um, American Cosmic by uh, Diane Paselka. It she's a she's a religious scholar who started uh, to investigate like the UFO phenomenon in terms of a what it looked like as a new religion as we were like all becoming more technologically involved and saturated in our in our phones and everything and then she ended up on this path that kind of led her she was a non-believer or I guess skeptic um, but then it led her on this incredible <laughs> journey that was kind of it's very mind-bending uh I'm a big, I guess uh, you don't want to say believer of the UFO phenomenon, but it's just like I, I'm very interested in it. And that book uh did change my my worldview when I first read it. I read it a few times because I was just like I had to wrap my head around what was actually in there. It's pretty intense, but yeah, American Cosmic is my answer.
1: Are you a a coffee person or a tea person?
2: I don't like hot beverages. Isn't that weird? Room huh. temperature water. That's my that's my drink of choice. Interesting.
1: <laughs> I I have a friend who um who doesn't do soup because it's hot liquid.
2: Okay. Soup I can I can mess with soup. I like ramen, but I don't like I don't like drinks like coffee or tea. I'm never really gonna do it. Tea occasionally. If I had to choose between the two, I would say tea. Okay. Window or aisle seat. I'm I'm six four. I've had a lot of uncomfortable playing experiences in both, but I I have to go with the aisle because at the very least, you don't have to ask permission to go to the bathroom.
1: That's fair. Yes.
2: Yeah. Table or booth? Booth. I'll wait for a booth if there's (laughs) only tables available.
1: Do you you consider yourself an artist?
2: I do, but I had a hard time uh, coming to grips with that. It, I think it took me all of my twenties to kind of finally allow myself that title. I didn't feel worthy of it. And I, fe- and I also felt like it was, it, there was a air of pretentiousness that came with it or something, but um, I don't refer to myself as an artist unless I'm pressed to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I do think that, yeah, I, I consider myself an artist.
1: So in, in 10 years, I, uh, if, if I invited you back on the show, where do you see yourself?
2: Uh, you know, I really think the Pigeon Club will still be a thing because it's not, it, it really started as just a outlet for my songs and it was a solo project, but I didn't want to use my name. And then the last, the first two records that I have made have been with, with John Wood and Amy Wood, and it feels very cohesive and very much like a band, but it also feels valuable and like it could change and always remain that vehicle for my song so i think that i'll probably still have some pigeon club stuff coming out and then uh, other than that i mean i have no idea i i remember answering a question like this around 10 years ago and uh and there were aspects of life that looks like what i imagined and then there are other aspects that look completely different so i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure so uh, tell the folks listening at home and
1: all over the world where they can track down Pigeon Club and your music.
2: Uh, Pigeon Club is on all the streaming platforms and Spotify and Title and Apple Music. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Wayne Whitaker Music, Whitaker with two T's. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we're on. I'm on YouTube. There's this very. I think it's a funny video that we put together with a puppet uh, for for the liar video. And hes uh, he went right back to Amazon the day after the shoot, and he's somewhere in a factory going, you don't understand, I was in this music video.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about the music. I have I have enjoyed this a lot.
2: Yeah, me too. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
0: We'll be back every Wednesday and Thursday with all new episodes of Headliners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Headliners is a Your Life The Mixtape Media LLC production, in partnership with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this episode may be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.